welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute Number 15. Happy Monday, Brady. How are you doing today? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty great, man. Did you have a nice weekend? I did. Very nice weekend. I uh, got to watch uh, Jurassic Park all the way through again, and um, just kind of getting some more notes together, and and just kind of redeveloping the way I see this movie. How often do you find yourself rewatching one of these movies when you're doing a minute by minute podcast? Honestly, with Ghostbusters, it really wasn't. I, I don't know how how long it was that we have been doing the Ghostbusters minute show, but I don't think I've seen it. Maybe, maybe once in mm-hmm. there. Jurassic Park is something I actually do kind of watch on a, on a regular basis. I'll have a friend over, something like that, and we'll do like a movie night. And I have a big projector set up with surround sound in my house. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that's... one time we set that thing up outside. And oh you hooked it up to some like a, some pretty big stereo speakers. Huge. And we had that thing cranked up all, like the, all way. the way. And I cannot believe the cops weren't called on us. Uh, when the Tyrannosaurus came out, it was noticeable around the you block. You could hear it echoing down the, down the street. That's right. I mean, you could hear the roars banging off of the houses yeah. and everything. It was, uh, <laughs> it was something else. The uh, first time that I had tested out the speakers in my uh, home theater inside my house, um, the first time the, I think it was the Brachiosaurus goes to roar or something like that. He goes to do it. He starts and then... All the sound cuts out. The entire <laughs> right at thing. the opportune time. So I had to get like all new wiring done for the speakers and everything. So yeah. But uh, no, yeah. To answer your question, this is um, this is a movie that it just does not get old for me. Yeah. I find myself watching it. I don't know, a handful of times a year. How about mm-hmm. you? Uh, yeah. I I haven't watched it all the way through yet to you know why we've been doing this podcast. But when you're doing one of these, you're watching it minute by minute. It's really, you know, you're reviewing this material on an almost semi regular basis to make notes and things like that, you know, and notice little things that are going in the background, but mm-hmm. I don't find myself really watching it as one cohesive piece, but I don't find myself, I, I like Jurassic park quite a bit, but it's not a once a year type movie for me, like something like alien would be, but Hey, you ready to get in the minute or 15 in Jurassic park? Let's do it. Awesome. In the previous minute, we were introduced to Lewis Dodson, head of research at Biosyn, a competing company with InGen. Dodson met Engine's lead computer programmer, Dennis Nidri, at a cafe in San Jose, ready to conduct industrial espionage. At minute number 15, Dodson continues to show Nedry his contraption for stealing the dinosaur embryos. Nedry is thrilled with the device. At 15.06, Dodson explains the crucial time frame of getting the embryos off the island. Nedry ignores him by spraying shaving cream onto his hand, which he proceeds to wipe onto a slice of pie. At 15.17, Nedry sternly informs Dodson that his contact on the boat will have to be ready by 7 p.m. sharp. At 15.22, Nedry explains that by the time he is done, Biosyn will have beat out Engine in the race to clone dinosaurs. At 15.25, Nedry's bill comes to the table. He glances at Dodson, implying that he must pay for lunch. Dodson reaches for his wallet. At 15.30, Nedry tells Dodson not to get cheap on him. That was Hammond's mistake. At 1537, we cut to a helicopter flying over a beautiful blue ocean as we are introduced to a new character. At 1550, Dr. Ian Malcolm asks Grant and Ellie if they dig up dinosaurs. Grant annoyingly replies with a, we try to. And thus ends minute number 15 of Jurassic Park. All right, so in that minute, we have the introduction of Dr. Ian Malcolm there at the very end, but I want to talk a little bit about the beginning of the minute, which is where Dodson uh, brings out the Barbasol can and shows it to Nedry. Anytime you go shopping for shaving cream and you see a Barbasol can, 
Are you not reminded of the scene in Jurassic Park? I get Park? that one every time, and if they don't have it, I don't buy shaving cream that day. Yeah. Every time, it's got to be the red and blue and white uh, striped can, yes. You, you know, we're not exactly endorsed by any uh, <laughs> group yeah, right? out there, Doesn't but I would like say it. that Barbasol is definitely a shaving cream that I have used throughout my life in that exact same blue and red and white striped <clears throat> can, and that stuff does not run out ever. Yeah. You know, when uh, when Dodson tells him, like, it has to be 7 p.m. sharp, there's only so much cool in there, I want to go, oh, don't worry about it. That yeah. thing's going to last you for two years. Yeah, I use don't one worry for about a, a year or more um yeah. but no whenever jurassic world came out barbersol was one of the sponsors mm-hmm. and they re-released that that can but uh this scene does a really good job of character building um we see a couple of different shades of nidri we see him being like just the the goofball who's just overly excited by you know the contraption that dotson's made and then of course the actual shaving cream that comes out when he wipes on the piece of pie but he immediately goes into the almost the the spy you know the um just incredibly egotistical guy who's, you know, make sure your guy in the dock has it right. You know, he's got to be there by such and such time and uh, really running the show. And then by the end of the scene, um, when he's saying, you know, which we'll get into in a minute, uh, that don't get cheap on me, that was Hammond's mistake. Um, you see a lot of, you see a lot of different shades of this character in this performance and they just kind of snap right out of one another. Right. It's a very cool performance. Can I talk about my favorite scene in the entire movie? Please do. When Nidri wipes the shaving cream onto the pie. Do you it think looks he ate it? So good. I know. It looks so good. I had Mexican tonight and I had pie. And I didn't once think of this of this scene. I had key lime pie and, and flan at a Mexican restaurant. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that because nice. it was so good. Cool. Um I also really like uh what Cameron Thor is doing with the character of Dodson. Uh, there's a lot of moments where you see him do some subtle stuff where mm-hmm. he's getting frustrated with Nidri who's not listening, and he's he's just sort of like trying to repeat facts really quickly to get it across to Nidri, who I'm almost calling uh, Newman. but um, <laughs> Do you think the line is improv, what, no menthol? Uh, it sounds like when it. When he's talking about it, because yeah. it seems that the way that Dodson uh, mm-hmm. is saying his line, he throws in what, no menthol, and then he kind of like stumbles over coming back to him. He recovers yeah. fine. It's very fluid, and it's like a real conversation when you see him say that. But I always felt like that what, no menthol line was like something that uh, Wayne Knight just kind of threw out there because it was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a funny scene. Uh, yeah. You know, and they're, they're getting across some of the most important information we've seen so far in the movie. Because this is sort of where everything that goes wrong in this movie, the whole breakdown of the park, this is where it all begins, right here, is in this right. meeting. And right. the fact that, you know, Biasen, which I don't even think they call Biasen, they just say, your company catches up on 10 years of yeah, research. Yeah, they don't mention Biasen at all. Yeah. I don't even think they say engine by name in this movie, but you see the logo. Yeah, and... uh and so that's that's all you're given, but we're seeing the germination of the entire conceit of the movie, which is this park is gonna is gonna fail, it's gonna right. break down, it's gonna be this lard asses doing, and this is why. And it's all wrapped up in one brief, subtle scene, uh, where you know you're, you're you're given so little and yet so much. It's a cool scene. It's a really cool scene. So they shoot this in California. Or they shoot it in Hawaii. This was in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, because it looks just like, I mean, I, I buy it as Costa Rica. I know they, that mm-hmm. they dressed up this little like tiki bar or whatever it was there on the probably North shore of Oahu as a Costa Rican restaurant out there, uh, on, on the shore. But I buy it completely, you yeah. know, as if it's just like a little market with like a restaurant there. And I mean, I want to eat there so bad. The music, the extras in the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it all, it all works. So about half of this minute, there's actually not a whole lot of dialogue. The last like 20 seconds is just the helicopter interior shot where we see Ian Malcolm just kind of sitting there across from Grant and Ellie. 
uh, but we don't get a whole lot other than him going like, so, uh, so you two, uh, dig up dinosaur yeah, bones, you know, right. kind of like, I, I can't tell if he's actually, it's just, it's the way Goldblum plays the character, but I can't tell if he's actually belittling what they do mm, you know, as the, as you know, compared to what he does. I don't think so. I think he's a nice guy. I think he's genuinely interested in what they are. He's just awkward. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you can, you can tell that he's just sort of like a, uh, kind of bright and cheerful person and kind of, you know, a delight to be around because you see him later when... Grant oh, he's can't... delightful, let me tell you. There I you wouldn't go. get tired of that personality <laughs> Yeah, okay, good point, good point. <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, that's pretty much uh, all the notes I think that I have on this minute. Uh, you got anything else? No, that's it for me. Okay, awesome. So, folks, thank you so much for joining us today for Minute Number 15. Tomorrow we'll be here with Minute Number 16 and we'll get a little bit further into who the Ian Malcolm character is, who is this mysterious mathematician in black on this helicopter, and what does he want to do with his island? And uh, hopefully we can try to decipher a little bit of what chaos theory is. Don't worry, it'll be a laughable experience. So, all right, folks, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you, until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com. Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Minute and Twitter.com slash Jurassic Minute.